But I think the main things is at the end of the day, volleyball is volleyball. It's in the same nine by nine court, and the rules are the same. So we. Uh, <laughs> is that on the back of your shirt? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, on the back of your shirt. <laughs> you did, you did a little free shout out for you. Um, and it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the net. You need to still execute to the best of your ability if you want a chance to win. That's right, Brett Walsh. Welcome back, boys and girls. It is Tuesday, October 17th. This is episode 92 of the 9 by 9 the 81 square meters of the best volleyball coverage on the internet. My name is Rob St. Clair, live from Chicago. That is Everett DeLorme, live from Toronto. Everett, it's club season. Welcome, you ladies know. and gentlemen. It is well, club season. Welcome to club season. And uh, this year, more than any other year, there is absolutely no break in between national team season and club season. There are really none. none. Last weekend, there was uh, there was men's Olympic qualifiers going on on Volleyball World TV at the same time as week one of the women's Lega Volley Femenile season. So we're jumping right into it. Uh, today should be a pretty quick show, I think. And then a lot of the men's domestic leagues start this weekend, including both the Superliga and the Plus Liga. So uh, it is ridiculous. There, This is the fastest turnaround, maybe even by volleyball standards that I've ever seen. But we're going to get into it. Now, this is club season, and we're back kind of to our normal weekly rhythm of club season, 9 by 9 episodes. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is real, real quick. Real, real quick. Real quick. Real, real quick. Um. Yeah, I it's it's really tough for some of these players. I I really feel for them. Um, like what did there was like one week off, a week and a half off between the end of the women's Olympic qualifier and the start of of some of these seasons. He said we're already two weeks in the volley femininity cups already being trophies already given away in Turkey. Um, yeah, it's 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 uh, a little crazy. It's pretty outrageous, but uh, we're going to jump into it. We're going to talk about the couple things that have happened so far. And uh, first and foremost, congratulations to Vakif Bank. Congratulations to Vakif Bank Istanbul for winning the Turkish Super Cup. They have beaten Fenerbahce 3-2. to two. This is actually a really good match. Uh, I, I mean, maybe it's just because I'm American, but I still don't really understand the concept or the point of Super Cups. But whatever. It's, 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 it's the season going. It gets the season going. It's a chance to play a match on national TV and, you know, get get everybody excited about it and hand out some hardware. And so Vakif Bank beats Fenerbahce in five. Really tight match. Jordan Thompson was named the MVP in her Vakif Bank debut. Uh, obviously, Fenerbahce is a little bit undermanned. Uh, they don't have Ana Cristina back from injury yet. She's there, but she's not playing. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Melissa Vargas is spending the first half of the season over in China as she has the first couple of years. So we got to see Magdalena Stisiak, who dropped 31 points. Good for her. Um, but a little bit of a one-man show for Fenerbahce. In, well, Arena Fedorovtseva was back as well. She had uh, 18 points, 15 for 48 attacking. Not great efficiency. So um, good to see her back at least. Uh- Rob, I didn't watch this match. I tried to watch a little bit. There's somebody uploaded it to YouTube. Thank you if you're doing that, by the way. Yeah, just that was nice. Give us a chance to watch it. Um, I just looking at these stats. I don't know how Vakif Bank came out with the win. I don't when really you, know either. When, when you look at the the numbers, right? Gabi led led things for for Vakif Bank with only 21 points. The next highest score for them was 11. With that was was by Ali Franti. Like. How many errors did Venerbahce make in this one? I don't know if he scrolled down far enough. Jordan Thompson had 29, 23 for 44, 52% of, uh, 52% kills and pretty high efficiency, plus five blocks. So uh, she was she was excellent and a well-deserved MVP. They uh, So that, that's been that's been Vakif Bank's thing. The past couple of years, it started with Isabel Hawk. Then it, last year it was Paula Egonu, and now it's Jordan Thompson. They're going to have a big opposite, like a – it used to be like a, one of those top four best players in the world opposite. Now it's Jordan Thompson, who's just barely outside that group. They need that player to play across from Gabi to be a primary scorer. And um, so far, so good for Jordan Thompson on the season. So uh, this has been the other thing with Vakabank the last couple of years is you, you can you can play the opposite battle of their, of whoever Vakif's opposite is against whoever else, like Zajabasha, for example. But then who's going to be the Gabi counter? Who's going to be that second scorer? Who's going to be... Uh, who's going to be the player on the outside to support? And there's no one really in the world who's like Gabi. 
not right? cer- it, certainly not not like her play style and you would think that the closest thing is arena federer seva but uh she wasn't quite as good uh coming out to start the season this one yeah so this is going to be an interesting an interesting battle to watch all year long rob like this is this this might be the battle that we see at the Champions League finals at the end of the year. This might be the battle. I'm I'm I mean I'm assuming that this is going to be the battle that we're going to see at the. Actually no, Zaha Bash is still is still very good. Those three top teams right now uh, this year in Turkey Rob, are going to be so much fun to watch. I, I I think it's hard to deny that the the top end of the Sultanlar Ligi might be better than like a Pauli Fuminelli in this season. Yeah, it might. We'll see. It, it it very legitimately might. We it's something we'll talk about the like throughout this season. And yeah, Berkai in the chat is correct. Like I was just looking uh, this morning before the show that uh, the second round of Sultanar Ligi games is going on is starting today. Mm-hmm. And Vakif Bank beat some bad team. Yeah, Besiktas, who I've never heard of. Oh yeah, because they're they're a newcomer. Uh, so they must have got Dude. promoted last year, and they needed five sets to beat him. So, uh, I mean, anything can happen. For, but, uh, for reference, Rob, Besiktas is new to volleyball, but one of the most legendary sport clubs in, oh. in Istanbul. They're one of the they're one of the biggest soccer clubs uh, in in Turkey for sure. So well, that's that that's a known name. Okay, well, no wonder I haven't heard of them if if they're if they're famous for that stupid sport soccer. Yeah, just the biggest sport in the world. Yeah, by by far the worst. But anyway, back to volleyball. Uh, good for Vaka Bank. This match was close. I mean, no match was no set was won by more than three points, so it, it be. yeah, that's the way it should be. So it was tight, but I mean, as this as the saga goes on this season between Vakabank and Fenerbahce, and then you obviously throw Edzajabasha in the mix as well. the The personnel is going to change. the 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 level of play is going to change, but it is Vakabank that draws first blood, so they're the one with a chance right now to win all five trophies like they did a couple years ago. Also, Rob, I'm not giving a shout out to whoever made these stat pages for the Turkish League because I can't see Jordan Thompson's full match stats. I can only see them set by set. That's, 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 that's user that's user error because I can see him just fine. Just saying. No, like they're just not loading up. Well, uh, like I'm scrolling I... down. But anyways, anyways, that's that's why I didn't see. I was like, that's that's why I was like looking at this stat sheet and I was like, these numbers just don't make sense. But. If you said, let me, let me refresh it here. <laughs> if you also checked our show notes, I put I put Tom yeah, I know, I, in there as well. I know. I was I was looking I was looking at those too, but I was like I was so confused when I was looking at the stat sheet. But okay, no, now it's still not. Anyway, so all right, well, whatever. Good for Vakapank. I don't really have any more takes on this because it's so it's, early. it's so early. Especially with Fenerbahce, they're without Anna Christina, and everyone knows Fenerbahce's season doesn't start until February when Vargas gets there, anyways. Um, it's it is whatever. It's very interesting to see to see these teams come to come together, though. Yep, uh, I'm excited to see uh, see them play each other again. I mean, they're a lot. Unfortunately, a lot of the Sultanlar Ligi, because like we talk about most years, as we can jump into the results from Sultanlar Ligi Week One, there's a lot of good teams beating up on bad teams in the Sultanlar Ligi. The, the the bottom of the Sultanlar Ligi is pretty rough, uh, and that unfortunately sometimes creates a whole lot of three dongs in the regular season. However, when the good teams play each other, it gets pretty electric. So week one, or I guess match day one was uh, at some point last week. Match day two is underway literally right now. But uh, as for match day one, the only result that I thought was interesting was it Zajabasha beating THY 3-0. That's that, like was, the, that was a big one. The big one. Like, yeah, THY and Galatasaray the last couple of years have been battling for that four versus five in that last mm-hmm. spot in the playoffs because only four teams make the playoffs in the Sultanar League. But Zajabasha did three-dong them pretty convincingly. It was the battle of Alexa Gray versus Kira Van Wright for you Canadian fans. Um, of course, Tiana Boscovich was excellent, 19 points, 17 for 32. Very high efficiency. Uh, Alexa Gray... 11 for 37 is okay, not bad, but um, Kira Van Rijk for THY, 13 for 37 with eight errors, much, much worse, and absolutely no support. These outside yeah. hitter numbers, THY's outside hitter numbers for uh, Our... Ju- Julia Bergman and Antivasilantonaki, who I assume is Greek, uh, just by the name. 
uh, terrible. Both of them negative efficiency. So you're not yeah, going to win a lot of matches that way. One for 13 by Julia Bergman. And hey, she's next one up for Brazil right now. I know she had a really good career at Georgia State. But man, not a good look there for THY. THY, in my opinion, is kind of in that, that fourth that fourth team, uh, fourth place team in, in Turkey uh, the past couple of years. But I mean, hey, I'm pretty sure they had Carlini on, on the team this year. They're definitely missing. Uh, someone to dish the butter. This is this is the numbers that are the, that are putting things up. But also, Rob, when we look at these scores in front of us, Nulufer getting that three-two win over Galatasaray is, is another big. That's going to be like to me. It's it's really the top six in yep, Turkey. I agree. Uh, Nulufer kind of like likes to straddle that line. I know that they're a smaller club, smaller budget. They do have Heinen leaving their team, I believe. He was there last year. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's he's. He was he's there last there. year. I'm actually, yeah. not, I'm actually not sure what our boy Vital is up to this year. I'm not sure if he's still there or not. But yeah, it's it's then pretty clear. You've got the top three. Yeah. Then you've got THY and Galatasaray for four and five, and Nulufer's been at six for a little while now. So, yeah. uh, so that's that's why Nulufer's starting off the season here with a big three-two win over over uh, over Gal- Galatasaray. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't shake things up, but just makes it interesting early. Yeah, makes it interesting early. Uh, yeah, people are talking about the, the THY versus the Dodge Basha game. Yeah, THY's outside hitters were really, really bad. <laughs> really bad. Um, we didn't even see Jovana Stevanovic for Dodge Basha. I'm a little surprised by that. I wonder if that's a foreigner limit thing. Yeah, I guess it is because zajbash has got three foreigners at, at, the, at the wings, and so they're going to have to play two Turkish middles. Um, three foreigners maximum in, in the Sultan Marligi. So a lot of teams are going to have to play with that, with uh, including Vakif Bank. Vakif Bank's been doing kind of what they have the last few years, and Chaka Bogu is on, is on the team only for Champions League. She's like never going to play it domestically because Good of the foreigner. Good. Honestly, yeah, good for her. That sounds that sounds amazing. I remember a few years ago there was a few Canadian guys like who would who'd go over to Arcus and and do that for for Glenn Hogue, and they were like, honestly, it's kind of nice. Like I get to rest my body. I only play once once a week. All of these other guys are playing all the time. Like Abogu is not is not a spry young chicken anymore. You, you need to save her up, but especially in the year heading into the Olympics. Best case scenario for Team USA. I think she's a little banged up too because she yeah. didn't even dress for that Vakif Bank game. Or, sorry, for that Fenerbahce game in the Super Cup, but she didn't need to because, yeah, she's probably only going to play Champions League. I'm expecting that uh, on the men's side, by the way, Hawk Bank Ankara is probably going to do the same thing because they've got uh, Micah Ma'a, Namir, Irvin Ngapet, and Gord Perrin. And so Ingepet yeah, and Gord. That's a team. That is a if, team. So, if, if there was one team I'd ever want to go hang out with, it's Hulk Bank Ankara this year. For like, real. That, that's a group of homies. You know. You know. So, yeah, Irvin and, and Perrin are probably going to switch off starting games, and then the other one will take a break. Um, Berkai said that Chakabugu played today, so that's that's good to hear. Um, no, uh, Berkai, I'm not familiar with this Markova person that you're talking about. No, me neither. Uh, to tell us. Who's she playing for? Please, please inform us. Uh, yeah, it's a, hit us up. It's early in the season. I'm not I'm not going to claim to have jumped back into my full like slate of watching all these games yet. I mean, it'll take me a, a week or so to get there. But uh, volleyball is being played. Here are the standings after week one. Uh, week two in the Sultanlar League is being played. Right, meow. Thy is playing some team named Kuze Boru, that I'm not familiar with. Kuze uh, Boru, I, I know there's a few. There's a few Canadians who have gone and played for them. I've, they've always been solid, like mid mid level team. Okay. I feel like them and PTT have always been solid mid level, but anything past that, I, I really don't know. Okay. All right, great. So uh, I think that's kind of about it for uh, for the Sultanar League. Ever anything else? No, that's it. I'm, I I definitely want to make a bigger effort to watch the Sultanar League this year, especially when their main teams are going to be are, are are playing each other. Oh, for sure. I mean, th- those are those are basically must-see games. And speaking of which, uh, starting in about 15 minutes, it's Zajabasha versus Fenerbahce. So oh. hopefully we can uh, we can crank through this show, get out of here, and turn that one on once we're done. So that that is a banger in week two for sure. Because anyone find us a link for that? I know that a lot of the times Sutton League matches are just like straight up streamed on YouTube. Can anyone find that for us, please? Yeah. Um, Marina Markova, is that who we're talking about here, Burkai? She just finished with at Syracuse and Florida. Uh, just finished mm-hmm. up at Florida. She's in her first year here for Murat Pasa. 
Russian kid that played in the NCAA. That's I'm a little surprised. That is very surprising. Yeah, the, very, very surprising. Of all, of all the countries to try and get out of there and use the NCAA as it's, a training ground, I was not expecting to see a it, Russian player do it's that. Interesting, Rob, to see how like throughout Turkey, there's a lot of Russians. We see that Russian team. Oh, yeah. We saw that Russian team for in France last year, basically. Why are we seeing that as much on the men's side or at all? Like, how many Russian players are you seeing playing outside of Russia at the moment? Zero. I, I can't, uh, well, Soposhkov in, in Italy Soposhkov, is the, he's the only the one. one. He's the one. Whereas, like, literally, like, you go over to Fenerbahce's roster, they have they have two. Uh, they have Federet Seva, and they have um, – who's the other one here? Oh, uh, Voronkova. Yeah. Well, well no, Voronkova's over there, too, but there's a there's another one on uh, on Fenerbahce's roster. Hmm. Uh, Irina Fedosova. Oh. They have Arena Federitseva and Irina Fedosova on, uh, on Federbashi. That's not confusing at all. No, I, I looked at it and I was like, huh? <laughs> um, so. Sounds like our, uh, we, we will be able to watch these Turkish League games on YouTube because uh, I've definitely had some success watching their playoffs on YouTube last year live mm-hmm. and they weren't geoblocked. So that's great. That's another, uh, another thing that the Volleyball Source Discord is very good for. During club season, we will help you find places to watch games so if you're not already in the discord join that thing the link is in the description um you want to talk about some lega volley feminine yeah let's jump into the other best league in the world let's do it so the um, other best league in the world on the women's side is in italy they are two match days in the books they man they really got into it fast <laughs> it's pretty pretty crazy no um, weight on that eh? none uh results for week one um not a ton of surprises the the, the top teams that we kind of expect, like Coneliano and Malonza. By the way, I think it's important to tell the oh, people yeah. for a new club season why we call them Malonza. Veravoli Milano on the women's side is the sister club of Veravoli Monza on the men's side. And uh, the reason why one's called Milano, one's called Monza is because there's already a Milano on the men's side because Monza is like the, the first suburb outside of Milano. And to make it even more confusing, Verovoli picked up the the Allianz substitution, the sponsorship this year, which has been like Power Volley Milano, like the men's club sponsor forever. And now it's even more confusing. So we've got Allianz Verovoli Milano on the women's side, and Allianz Power Volley Milano on the men's side, which is not the same club as Verovoli Monza. It's ridiculous. I don't understand why we're doing this. Make up your mind of what your team is going to be called. That's why we call the Veravoli Club Milonza. We combine Milano and Monza. Well, we only really call we only really call Malonza for the women. Right, because they're called Monza on the men because there's already a Milano on the men's yes. side. It's so confusing. It is it is extremely confusing. So we're gonna call wrong. them we're gonna call them Malonza on the women's side. And however, it is worth pointing out that Malonza on the women's side this might be the year that they that they that somebody beats Coneliano in the Lega Volley Feminine because this team's unbelievable. And if, this might be the year for Monza. And we've seen them do this the past few years where they just stack and stack and stack and stack. But they really they really went in on this one. They oh, just yeah. went to Turkey and took all of their goods. Yeah, they took a, a good amount of Vakif Bank's Champions League winning team from last year. They took Paola Egonu. She's back in Italy. Uh, she's playing with Alessia Oro and not counting against the foreigner limit, which is enormous. Uh, they took Karabayama, who's one of several pretty good outside hitter options they've got. Uh, so, and, and then they got Brenda Castillo at Libero, which is amazing. So this, this team's absolutely loaded. Uh, fortunately for them, they don't even have to start Miriam Silla like they have the last year or so, which is great. Uh, so Mal- uh, Malonza is very good. Uh, they've started the season undefeated to the surprise of nobody at all. Same with Caneliano. They look great so far. Uh, for week one, let's see. I mean, some of the some of the middle-tier teams doing some decent battles, like Bergamo beat Castle Maggiore in five. Uh, Cuneo beat Pinarolo in five, sort of in that, that bottom group. Uh, Roma, welcome back, Roma, to the Lega Valley mm-hmm. Feminile. They Open played things with a win, too. Yeah, they played two years ago, then got relegated, got promoted back, and they start off with a win. Good for them. Uh, Scandici beat Firenze. Scandici's very good. No surprise there. And then Novara beat Chieri. So that, that's it for week one. Then week two, we saw another win for Corneliano, another win for Malonza. Uh, Novara beat Castle Maggiore. Valafolia beat Bergamo, which is a good rebound. Uh, yeah, that's, Chier- that's, that's a little surprising based off those two teams from last year. Definitely. 
definitely Volifolio last year was not good at all. They were uh, very close to relegation. Kerry beat Roma, Scandici beat Busto Arsizio, and Pinarolo beat Firenze. A pretty good start for Pinarolo. They somehow survived getting relegated last year, and they've uh, just barely, barely picked up a point or two. So good for them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're seeing people agree with our take that Malone's needs to figure out what their team identity is. But uh, for better or for worse, they're going to be extremely good. This is. Now, we're going to do a full video previewing the Lega Volley Femminile, even though the season's already started. But uh, there's basically three teams this year. Corneliano, Milano, or Malonza, and Scandici. And mm-hmm. uh, all three are really good. All three have got legit chances to win the league. Um, I like Malonza, personally. I think Scandici, once again, has given themselves issues with the foreigner limit, which we talked about last year, and they didn't really fix any of those problems. They've got... A foreign setter, two foreign middles. I don't really understand what's going on there. But uh, Milano is built to have a whole lot of success, and Corneliano is as well if they can get consistency out of their outside hitters. Right now it's looking like they're going to roll with um, two Americans out of three American options in Kelsey Robinson, Catherine Plummer, and Kalia Lanier. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be... I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see if Navarra can keep up with those top three. That's one. Of, that's one of my big questions. Without Abra Karakert. Without Abra Karakert, and I mean, you you did make some good moves in in the off seasons. Uh, I'm I'm also interested in these like old men's like typically men's coaches coming in and coaching on the women's side. Our good friend and head stooge Bernardi is going to be is, is joining uh, Novara this year. Busto Arcizio has Julio Velasco, which is which is an absolutely great move. Uh, as as well, so there's just there's so much movement, especially when I look at like, like at, at this transfer sheet here, Rob, that uh, Tommy Blizzard has so wonderfully made for us. The transfers in and out for pretty much every team are ginormous. It's ridiculous. It's like every everyone was playing musical chairs. The one of the only few teams that didn't is Canigliano, and this is why Canigliano to me is still such a dangerous team and still possibly one of the best teams in the world because we've seen that that continuity on the men's side really pay off for teams like Zoxa. This and is the, the, this is what's happening, right? This is and Trentino, absolutely. This is what's happening now with the, the, the women's side. And not to mention, you have there's no doubt about it, the best coach in the world right now, and Daniele Santarelli le- leading that. So that's one, right? 100%. So yeah, I'm I'm in, in very interested to see. You know, you're bringing in Kayla Lanier in into that rotation uh, alongside Plummer and Robinson. Based off what we saw this summer on the women's national team for the USA, I don't know if there's that much of a gap between those teams, but I think that 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 those players. But I also think the uh, the uh, experience factor for both Plummer and Robinson will help helps more in the club game where you're more maybe more on an island than in than in the international game. That yeah, I think that's fair. I think they've got a nice little three headed monster in three different play style players too because Robinson obviously is not a scorer. No. Plummer is exclusively a scorer and Lanier is sort of in the middle, uh, a little more towards the Plummer scoring side versus the ball control side, but she can do it all. Like She was by far Bergamo's best player the last two years, so um, I do like Caneliano. I think that continuity is huge. Um, I did put the, the link to Tommy Blizzard's transfer spreadsheet for the women in the chat just now, so uh, give that a look, and Everett, you're absolutely right. The 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 shortness of Corneliano's transfer list compared to every other team in the league is is like jarring to look yeah. at. It's crazy. But this is this is where you're getting that that continuity and why the good clubs don't panic. Like That's good right. clubs plan. Good c- clubs take care of the people that that fit within their system, and it just it's clear to me why, time and time again why Canigliano is so good. Like everyone else is just trying to keep up with Canigliano, in in my opinion, especially in the Lega Volley Femminile. Well, certainly they they've they've completely dominated the league the last couple of years with a little bit of turnover, but uh, they've been the most consistent franchise in women's volleyball. I really like in in any country. And uh, the the success definitely shows that you still got the best setter in the world in Ioana Volos, and you've got Isabel Hawk and the best coach in the world, like you said. So 
Um, if you're like Everett and I and you appreciate the continuity of club volleyball teams year over year, um, you should be rooting for Corneliano's success. And you, you're not going to have to root that hard because they're really good and they're going to be just fine. But a good point in the chat, it's going to be interesting to see Corneliano against a good serving team. And if you flash back to last year, last club season, we saw basically this exact same group of seven for Corneliano against a great serving team in Fenerbahce in the Champions League and got absolutely boat raced, mm-hmm. like completely blown out of the building and were never even competitive in that. I think it was the quarterfinal series in Champions League. Yeah. So they, they never even had a chance against Fenerbahce serving last year, and that will definitely be a weakness for them. I mean, we can also look back to the uh, that final match of last year's Lake Volley Femininity Finals when it looked like it's, it was Monza against them in the finals. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it, was, it, was, it was Monza, basically Jordan Thompson trying to single-handedly will her team to a championship so that's that's the thing is in that scenario can the kayla uh Kayla linear play the alexa gray role right because Very they, similar. They, they they don't win they don't win that that championship last year without without alexa gray so it's going to be it's going to be interesting very, very interesting. I'm excited for us to chat with uh, for with Tommy Blizzard to to break down some of these rosters too. Yep. Uh, t- talk about Malonza really quickly. I, I I really like this team. This since they've been throwing a ton of resources at the women's team the last couple of years. This is by far the most complete team on paper that I've seen. And I, I mean, obviously, you get Paula Egonu that helps massively because she's one of the best players in the world, but also because she's Italian. Mm-hmm. And so now you have that that setter, that opposite, and one of the middles that are Italian, and that you can use that you can have so much freedom with the other positions to use your foreigners, namely Brenda Castillo, who I absolutely love. I think she's pretty clearly the best libero in the world at this point. And um, Dana Retke is probably going to play a lot in the middle this year for them, which is cool. And they can play two foreigners outside. Is they've got Karabayama, they've got Helena Cazote from France, they've got Nika Dalder out from the Netherlands, and they've got Miriam Silla, the Italian, if they need her. So that's a lot of good options. The thing about Malone's the last couple of years is that they've been way too inconsistent with who plays. Mm-hmm. Their starting lineup has changed too much. They've gone to the bench way too much in the middle of matches. Uh, I'm curious to see, especially at outside, if two of those four players can lock down starting spots for kind of the entire season. Yeah, I'm also very interested to see this uh, Malawal, the backup opposite. Because with Agonu, like, Agonu takes so many swings all the time. And with, like, Malone's is going to be playing deep in every tournament. Like, they're going to be doing Champions League. They're going to be doing Italian Cup. They're, like, that's going to be so much volume. Is she going to be able to step in? Is Malawal uh, going to be able to step in and be an option for them and kind of plug those holes when need be? Um, you know, like, because, because, and especially, like, I don't like throughout the years of watching Paolo Agonu, especially in like a five setter, you're going to see her slump at some point. She often needs to get subbed off at some point, calm things down before she goes beast mode to, to, to push towards the fifth set. So is someone going to be able to be able to step up there and, and do that? I, I don't know enough about Malawal, So maybe Tommy Blizzard or someone else in the, the chat. Yeah. Can, I've, can, seen, can I've seen, I've seen Malawal play. I, yeah. I, I've, I've seen her. She was at last year. Yep. And she was their leading scorer. She's like, she's the, she and Sylvian Wakalor are kind of similar players. They're uh, real physical. Like they bang balls. They don't have the contact height or the range that an Ngonu has. They're also not nearly as consistent, but uh, they're they're just as physical and like in off the bench in a six two or in for a Gonu for half a set to give her a break. Like is going to be a good role for somebody like Malawal. And okay, cool. If it like honestly, if you if you have to put her in you're probably going to lose that set anyway. So um, what at that point, if you're kind of rolling the dice on if she's going to be good or if she's going to be hitting balls out of bounds a lot, it's probably not going to matter that much. Uh, mm-hmm. So I honestly kind of like that role for her for Malonza. Yeah, and, and they've got two great liberos as well. They've got Perukiale, who's coming off the bench, who's been their starter for the last couple of years. So uh, they, they've really got a lot of options. However, just the way that they're built, I, in my opinion, they're more likely to be a little more consistent than the last couple of years. That's fair. It's, I think it's good that they have Perukiale because you can't, like you're going to need that foreigner spot at some point. Maybe. And, you know, having, yeah. Maybe, the, only so. pl- the only place they might need it is at middle. So that 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 was kind of one of my next questions, Rob, is is this the year that Dana Retke separates herself and starts fully starting on this team? Because the I past so. couple 
the, the, the past couple of years has been has been difficult. Last year with Stefanovic and of course uh, Rafael Lafoli in front of you. That's that's a difficult kind of rotation to break into. We saw her have a huge impact from this team when she was fresh out of the NCAA. But as soon as people started getting film on her, they, they started her shut her down. This summer with Team USA, I felt like Dana Renke took a massive step forward and was starting to be within the fold and, and really starting to have an impact on that team. Is now the year? Is this the year that we're going to see Dana Recki take a step into that into that position? Um, because, like, when I look at like someone like Laura Hireman, uh, the other Belgian like middle blocker that they have, it, it, it to me it seems like it has to be Foldy and Recki. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. Yeah, I think Recki Recki may even be the second American middle at this point. I think she I think she might have overtaken Haley Washington this summer. I think and... so too. And if if her blocking game, if her speed side to side can be up to the level of the Lega Volley Femminile, I think this is her spot to lose. And um, another good point in the chat: the Italian league is not one of those leagues where you can where you can just bench your starters against the bad teams like yeah. in the Soldenar League. Yeah. You can't do that. So you've yeah. got to have a, a good amount of roster consistency. Um, yeah, I, I think this is Retke's year. I, I'm expecting some good things out of her. Uh, hopefully that she can continue to be that second best American middle blocker behind Chaco Bogu. I think they've got good shot to do that. Uh, let's talk about Scandici a little bit. They've got huge foreigner limit problems. Huge. They, so they, they brought, they brought in Brit Herbots who since a, a couple seasons ago for Novara just hasn't really had that club success that we would expect of a score of her caliber on the outside and it's unfortunately, it's going to be her and Zhu Ting fighting for court t- time because of the foreigner problems. They've got a foreign setter in Maya Njanovic. They've got two foreign middles in Haley Washington and Carl from Brazil, who's amazing. Mm-hmm. They do have Antropova at, on the right side, who's Italian. But they've got an Italian libero, this Merlot girl, who I know nothing about. And they've got Francesca Villani would be their third outside hitter, if not for the foreigner limit. So she's going to have to play a lot. So I don't know what they're going to do. At outside hitter, they've got that that problem again for the second year in a row. But top level talent, and when they go into Champions League, they're going to be very good. Mm-hmm. They will be, and I mean, you still have like you still have a lot of your like in libero. They'll have an Italian. The opposite, they they'll have an Italian for sure. Um, I'm guessing Lyndon Walklor is also being brought in to to cement the middle. Like you'll have. Like maybe she rotate like she's in, and then you have Washington and and Anna, Anna Carolina kind of rotating around her uh, as well. So I think there's some options there, but you're not wrong. Like once you get into once you get into Champions League, that this team is going to really look good, really look good. Do I think that they have a chance to compete with the Canigliano's, the Fenerbahce's, and the Vakif Banks? I'm not entirely sure yet. To me, it all it all looks at like how does how does Antropova look? How does Maya look all, all together? Like, there's a lot of new pieces coming coming together on this team, and uh, I'm just interested to interested to see how it kind of all all works out. Yeah, it could be a wide range of possibilities. They could be super good. I think they have a very high ceiling, but also a very low floor as far as elite teams go. I'm curious to see what they do. Um, and people were about Novara earlier. We're talking about how good Vita Akimova has been so far. So mm. she is, she's Russian. She came over from Valero Lecame, who was that French team last year mm. who had just all the Russians, like basically their whole starting lineup in Champions League was Russian. They made it decently far. And it turns out um, Akimova has been pretty good so far through two matches for Novara, trying to replace Abra Karakert and that scoring output. Novara is amazing in the middle, like they always are with Denesi and Kirikella. Um, and I mean, they brought over Hannah Orthman, but she's hurt. She can't play yet. So they actually might be really good if she gets healthy and if Akimova continues to be good. So they're de- definitely still fourth in terms of on paper yeah. talent, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll break this down a little bit more uh, yeah. with uh, with with Tommy Blizzard um, later on. We'll we'll dive into some of this. I'm just yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting. I thought the the race last year. And the Lake of Volley Femininity was so good. And just looking at these rosters, I I think it's a bit of a toss-up between between Milano and Conigliano. I'll, I think Scandici is like is a slight step behind both of those rosters, just on paper. We'll have to see how how the chemistry and everything works. Yep. Um, a lot of Americans, as usual, playing in the Lake of Volley Femininity. So if you're American, uh, there's there's plenty to watch. 
only a couple. Are there any Canadians? Because Kira and Alexa are, are both in are, Turkey. Eh? Are both. Um, Isn't Lane Van Buskirk on Boost Orsizio? Is yeah. she the only one? Yeah, Van Buskirk. Van Buskirk went to Busto. I'm pretty sure. Oh. Yeah, she never might, never she mind. The only one. Is she not there? Well, it hasn't been updated on her volley box. Hmm. I remember seeing that signing earlier in the summer, but maybe... so did I. But, oops, sorry, I was gonna go on to Instagram and, and look there. Uh Bruce... oh, oh dude, there maybe there might be zero Canadians in uh in the Lega Volley Feminilia. That's pretty wild. There's yeah. so many Americans. <laughs> Which is awesome because it, funny enough, there's uh, at least last year there were basically zero Americans in the Super Lega on the men's side. Now this year we've got a couple. Yeah, nothing. Uh, no uh, Lane Van Buskirk on Busto. Hmm. So that is uh, that's too bad. She has she according to Volleybox right now she currently does not have a team. So yeah, no no Canadians on uh, on uh, Busto. Oh Maglio. Now where's Emily Maglio? Is, she's been in Turkey the last couple of years, right? I didn't see her when when oh, scanning dude. through Tommy's spreadsheet. I didn't see Emily Maglio anywhere. No, she's not. She's not anywhere there. It looks like Van Buskirk didn't pass the medical when she mm. got to uh, when she got to Busto. So that's that's too bad. And then yeah, Emily Maglio, who just finished as the top blocker in the Olymp- in the Olympic qualifying tournament, had the most blocks in the tournament with twenty six. Not on contract either. It looks like weird. Well, ever you need to need to put your Canadian yeah, journalism yeah, hat on and go uh, dig and figure out figure out what's going on there. Oh, don't worry, I got some insiders. Maybe, I might even I might even have answers for us at the end of the show. Let's see. Ooh. Uh, well, I, honestly, I think this show is going to be pretty quick. There's not a whole lot more to talk about because uh, I, we also want to go watch that that Scandici or sorry, not Scandici that it's Ajabasha versus Fenerbahce game. But we do have a couple more things we have to talk about. The first is that volleyball.store ever let the people know how, how they can look good. Like us. We've both got the beautiful oh, nine by nine squared. We got the double nine by nine squared. You head over to that volleyball.store. Use the code spicy to get 15% off. Do it now. Do it do often. It. Um, yeah, we'll be, we'll be laying down a bit of a, of a, uh, of a sale for um uh, black friday so if you want to get mm. anything for christmas anything like that that'll be a good time um yeah go it over check it out use the code spicy 15 percent off love that'll it be, that'll be coming up uh, i already plugged the volleyball source discord but want to do that again uh, make sure you join that community it's very very good very good resource for club because i mean for national team season everything's basically all in one place it's relatively easy to follow along and uh, you know where to watch everything it's typically volleyball world tv but in the club season, it's all over the place. And fortunately, we have people from really every country in the world who know a lot about their domestic leagues and can help you follow along with them and can answer questions. And a lot of time are breaking news way before we hear it anywhere else on the internet. So the Volleyball Stars Discord is a crucial resource for club season. Join it. The link's in the description. And if you're if you're also one of those people like where we want you to come, like if you're someone who is in the top one percent of volleyball people in your in your country in your area, and you just know a lot, you have a lot of information to share. Come, like be like like Burke Kai, who's been in this chat quite a bit today, is someone who's a perfect example of that. He's not necessarily one of the OGs, but he's added so much value in helping us understand the Turkish league and the the, the, the situation in, in in Turkey and and how everything works there and. It's it's such an we have like the volleyball world is so eclectic and there's so so many different things all over the place. So we want you to come in and and share a little bit of yourself and your and your people and your culture and 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 a little bit how you guys do volleyball from and, from from anywhere really. Yeah, and it'll help us follow along with things too because when there's major things happening, we want to make sure that we talk about it on the show and we don't miss it. And there's now so much volleyball going on around the world that we can't watch all of it. We might awesome. miss some stuff. So when there's important things happening uh everett and i want to know about it just as much as the, the regular volleyball fans so join the discord uh, it's a great place and i uh, like the video like landon like langdon said in the chat uh, give us a thumbs up we've got uh got over 100 people watching only 30 likes not acceptable be better thumbs yeah. up this video time for our favorite segment everett 
it's time for where's daddy uh i really love the club season and the reason why is because we get to see daddy stankovic play because uh he has taken he's rode off into the sunset for the serbian national team now he plays for modena in italy where he counts as an italian so we get to watch him we get to see daddy stankovic grace our screens which is awesome you also get to see daddy stankovic here on this show because uh in every episode daddy stankovic is hidden somewhere on the nine by nine and if you find him you and comment where he is in the main youtube comments after the stream is over you get a shout out the following week so last week we were talking about olympic qualifiers you see their team japan uh, you see one of their coaches there on the middle left portion of the screen next to head coach philippe blaine there's daddy stankovic celebrating japan's qualification to the olympics so there were a bunch of people who found him uh langdon found him yana found him vivian uh, Stephen J.W. found him. John Lau found him. Uh, Koi Blue found him. So many people. This was a relatively easy one. So good job. You found Daddy Stankovic. Uh, he is hidden somewhere in this show. Maybe he's already shown up. Maybe not. Uh, but if you com- if you find where he is, comment the timestamp. Ooh, somebody says, Rob, you deserve huge congrats for where you hit him today. It was genius. So maybe Daddy's already shown up and uh, that person was impressed by my Photoshop skills. So uh, if you find Daddy Stankovic... Comment where he is and you, I'm stamp on next on uh, the main comments, not the live chat, but the main comments. I feel like of the people who watch live, I'm one of the last people to realize where daddy Stankovic is. We've got other stuff going on. We're we've busy. got you, 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 I've said this before, but Rob does not tell me before we, before the show, he tells me, he shows me after the show, usually as I'm running to go to the bathroom. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, I, I never see, and it's, I also don't, usually watch this like you know like i'm not watching the same stream you guys i'm like looking at stats and looking at looking at other things yeah. looking at the youtube chat so yeah. i don't really get to i don't really get to see him so i'm, I'm excited rob you'll have to send it to me once we're, once we're done i will i will yeah i i, I like to sometimes well I, i'm not going to give any hints away but uh i always have a very good time using my questionable photoshop skills to move daddy stankovich they have gotten better Thank you. the yeah. the one The one from a couple of weeks ago, where I hit him inside the eyes of that Japanese mascot, I was, was really, I was, I was yeah. proud of that one. All right, so uh, that's about it for club matches that have already happened this week. I mean, yeah. I guess like we had the French Men's League, the French Men's Super Cup. Tours beat Chaumont in four. Good for them. the The LNV starts this weekend. I also think that they. The LNV might have changed names. I think they picked up a sponsor. So good. They for did them. pick up a sponsor. I forget what it's called though. it's still the lnv but it's just like officially it'll have like yeah do. it's the marmara spike league thank you thank you that's it <laughs> marmara spike league <laughs> well whatever they, they, they got a sponsor more money in volleyball that's good that's good that's good for everyone so yeah no, on, i like that next week's nine by nine we'll have uh even more to catch up with there are some of the men's leagues that start this weekend including both italy and poland um we will do it we'll be doing previews for both the Superliga and the Plus Liga. Our Plus Liga preview will be tomorrow with our good friend Adenos from the Discord. Uh, me and him will be going over very similar to how we did last year. We'll be going oh, over. I'm, I'm I'm coming on too. Are you? Yeah, I don't have to work, so I'm. I, I mean, at the end of the, I want to be able to just hear, like, be a part of the conversation and learn more about the Plus Liga. It's yeah, the best, it's it's the best way to get into it. I don't know. Did a super good job for us last year, so we will uh, we'll be going over everything tomorrow. And uh, for about the Plus Liga, and then we'll be going over everything about the men's Italian Super Liga on Thursday. So, uh, show a ton of content on the channel this week. We're previewing all the the men's leagues before both the Plus Liga and the Super Liga kick off this weekend. So, uh, look forward to that the next couple of days. Uh, one more thing that we Here's want you guys to look forward to, and that we'll get uh, some of your input. We want your help in determining some of our end of season awards for the 2023 national team season. So what we've done, we put together two different Google polls. Both of them, the links are in the description of this video. I also put the links to both in the volleyball source discord. One poll is for the national team season awards. The other poll is for the national team season, all-star teams. So if you click into both of those polls, you can have your voice heard on who you thought were the best teams, the best players, the best at each position, the best in certain categories for the entire national team season. We're going to leave this open for about a week, and 
then for on next week's nine by nine, we will unveil the results. So there's a bunch of categories, at least for the all-star teams. We just want you to give who you think the best players were at every position. Uh, we'll have you put in 14 players, men's and women's, and then we'll put all that data together and name a first and second team all-stars for the summer. And then for the awards, we've got categories like player of the year, newcomer of the year, most improved player of the year, comeback player of the year, coach of the year, dark horse team of the year, best match of the year, and my favorite category, stooge of the year. Stooge of the year. Stooge we really, of the year. But the, the, So as you guys go through this, you're going to notice that there's some areas that there's a lot of there's a lot of entries let's say because rob and i like got to, we were chatting yesterday we we got some names there's a lot of areas that like we we know well but there's going to be a lot of them that we're maybe looking for some input so we're looking for you guys to be like you know like put in an other and 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 give us a player so like for for newcomer of the year for example like you guys may have had a, a newcomer in your country that we're not aware that they're a newcomer. Um, it, it's 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 kind of hard to follow all the different newcomers in there. Like we have Bovalenta in there by Italy. Like I don't even know if he started a match for the senior team in there, but we knew he was a newcomer, so we 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 threw him in there. Um, or you know, like comeback player of the year, like like things like that. I, I think that we're really looking for your guys' input. Um, and if you have a different feeling on any of the categories, please we implore you to please put put something in yep put your own options in there every single every single one of these on the season awards poll even if there are options listed there is a chance for you to put in your own answers so if you want to put in your own answer please do we we really encourage that because we just like threw out some of the most obvious ones and i'm sure we missed people in the options like um well female player of the year this one should be a pretty obvious category i'm not gonna lead any of our poll takers but um if you have that one should be pretty unanimous but men's player of the year there are a ton of options in this category newcomers of the year most improved players of the year like there are so many options for some of these categories so if the option you want isn't listed please fill it in and then for this one for the uh season all-star teams it's pretty self-explanatory uh we're gonna have you name like your top two setters your top two opposites your top t- four outside hitters, four middle blockers, and two liberos for both men's and women's. And then, we'll- oh, Rob, you know what we should have done that we started for Norseco was the serving sub. <laughs> serving sub of the year. There, there aren't that it's- many good. Aren't that many good serving subs internationally? No. I think Norseco is kind of the perfect tournament for that. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, we definitely want we want your input. And so, when we announce all of these awards, guys, we're going to do. I think. I want to, I definitely, like, I think we're going to announce our awards that, like, Rob and I decide upon, but then also announce the the People's Choice Awards for each category. Right. Then the last thing that we want to do is we're going to have some categories that are totally separate from these, like awards that are a little, like, goofier and more weird that just Everett and I are going to decide on and that we'll, we'll announce last year and hopefully, like, get some of the players involved, like... One category that Everett and I both want to see is the Daddy Stonk is the Dragon Stankovic Daddy of the Year award. I just, I just don't know how yet. You know, like what defines dad? Like, <laughs> is this an actual dad? Does it have to be a player who has a child? Has ch- ch- like at least no. one child? I think it's just or, daddy energy. Exactly. But what is daddy energy? How do how do we define that? So I, I think we still need to do a bit of soul searching on that one, Rob. But, but yeah, regardless, if, if, if you guys have any fun categories, let us know. Put them in the comments. If comments, you have any, Discord. if you have any, if you have any fun categories, I mean, we have Stooge of the Year here in the the season awards that we want you to vote on. But uh, any other like fun goofy categories, put them in the like, put them in the comments here after the after the stream is over. We want to watch them or we want to read them, and we'll see what we can come up with for next week because we want we want your input, but we also want uh, sort of like a pardon my take inspired like goofy awards that we might be able to do every season and come back to them and have a little little bit of rolling history. Uh, so I think that would be really fun. We're going to keep these polls open at least through the weekend. Yeah. So uh, I don't know exactly when we'll close them, but we'll, we'll, we'll have it open at least through the weekend. And uh, whenever we do next week's 9 by 9 uh, either Monday or Tuesday probably, uh, we'll close them before that and we will uh, put all the data together and unveil them on next week's show. But you've got several days to fill this up. Yeah, for sure. 
do it up, be a part of the community, yep. help us out um, with anything. Give us answers, give us questions, Ooh, give us your thoughts. Social media king of the year from our friend Joel. That, that, that's a pretty good one. Ooh. Social media king or social media queen of the year. Shank passer of the year. <laughs> Shank passer of the year. Yeah, so th these these are categories that any ideas that you have for these goofy categories, put them in the main comments after the stream. We we want we want all all the options for this. I actually do really like social media king queen of the year. Yeah. This would be really good. Um, our boy Tobias Crick would be a leader in that category. What about our other boy? Eric Shoji. Eric Shoji would obviously be on that list. Dude as well. just hit nine hundred thousand followers on TikTok. I think he's winning the social media Ooh. game right now uh, in the world of volleyball. Good for him. I'm excited for his YouTube channel to get back a little more active once he now that he's back in Poland with Zaxa. Yeah. Um, also, it, it's been, become a tradition that we will be having Eric Shoji on the show to preview Champions League. So oh, we will we'll certainly be doing that in the next month or so. Net um, toucher of the year, Flavio. Obviously, <laughs> social media king of the year. Yeah, Joe Joe Worsley from Out of System would have to I, would have to be on that list. This is where I wish we had like proper stats, so someone could go through and like stat like the weirdest weirdest thing. You know that that that's uh, what we have this community for. So any any of these random categories, if you want to. Not only if you have a category idea, but if you have metrics to help us evaluate that category, like let us know. Put it in the comments. Put it in the Discord. Tag us. Like that's the beauty of this community is that we we want all of your help in in deciding some of these end of season awards, especially like really good like funny ones that we can do year over year. So worst um, worst serve of the year. Ooh, worst serve of the year. Oh, I already know exactly what it is. And the fact that you don't know exactly what I'm referencing right now, I'm a, I'm, I'm a little disappointed, Rob Sinclair. I mean, there's Crick's Jumbo Shrimp Serve from last year. No, no. One, that was a really bad one, one. that we witnessed firsthand. Oh, I know which one it is. <laughs> it's the Suriname one, isn't it? Surinam's, oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that one hundred percent. That's worst serve of the year. I mean, there, there's <laughs> I, that may be one of the worst scenes I've seen. The worst serves I've seen. All I mean, time. there are some serve. There are some under the net serves, and there are some like back wall on a fly serves. But nothing will ever be worse than accidentally hitting the ball with your left hand on its way up. That's yes. Yeah, that horrendous. was who was it? What was his name again? Kevin Sporkslade. Their captain. Kevin Sporkslade, the captain of. Yes. That one sucked because he was like the best player on that team, and he, it was just getting to that point where that was the set they won. Too. It was it was on set point for the set yeah. that they won. <laughs> that was yeah. rough. and it sucked because like that like he had been carrying that team. You could tell he was exhausted by the end of that turn. Yeah, that that was a bad moment. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we want all of your feedback on all these polls. We've got the two polls. The links are in the description. They're also in the Discord. And if you have any other ideas for fun, goofy categories, put them in the comments. We want all of your, uh, we want all your feedback. We will put all this together and have some fun awards to go over on next week's show. Stay tuned for the Plus Liga preview tomorrow on Wednesday, the Super Liga preview on Thursday with Tommy Blizzard. I'm really looking forward to both of those. Those are going to be long videos, but they were really successful last year in helping people uh, dive in and get familiar with with the domestic leagues. So, uh, and there's volleyball starting this weekend. Both I mean, Plus volleyball's already starting. Well, yeah, but both Plus Liga and Super Liga start this weekend. So a lot of volleyball to watch. I think that's it. Short show. Let's all go over together. Join the Discord. We can all go watch. It's Zajabashi versus Fenerbahce. Love it. All right, peace, guys. We will see you tomorrow for Plus Liga, Thursday for Super Liga. And right back here next week for the 9x9. Go check out that volleyball.store. Go check out the Discord. Like this video. And just be a good human being. We'll see you next week.